Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to Small Business Digest on Blog Talk Radio. Now entering its fifth year, this show is hosted by Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Each week he brings you advice and information from experts and small business leaders like yourself. Each show is designed to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas from authors, experts, and small business leaders, just like most of the individuals who make up our audience. Whenever possible, Small Business Digest tests the products and services featured on the show to ensure they are of a quality to help listeners grow their small business. Guests do not pay to appear, but are chosen for their ability to provide ideas and suggestions to improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like what you hear, tell others about the program. If you have a question or suggestion, email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Should you want to join us on this program during our live hour each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, dial 646-929-2337. That's editor at is-incorp.com or 646-929-2337. We're only as good as our guest and audience make us. We're especially fortunate today. We have a lineup of guests, beginning with our first, Brock Blake, CEO of Indio, that uh, I think will help our uh, listeners uh, improve profits. Uh, In our annual survey, we always find that amongst the top two or three concerns of small business leaders is finding capital finding uh, uh, financial resources. Well, today uh, I have uh, with us uh, Brock Blake. Uh, He's got a fascinating company, and we want to welcome him to the program. Brock, welcome. welcome. Thanks, Donald. appreciate you having me on. Well, as we ask every uh, uh, guest, first tell us a little bit about yourself personally and how you came to uh, found uh, Lendio. Yeah, you know, I was a student at Brigham Young University at BYU, and I was playing soccer, and I had this itch for entrepreneurship, and I heard about this uh, entrepreneurial program. It was kind of like the TV show The Apprentice without (laughs) President Trump and all the glitz and glamour, but there were 100 business owners, 100 people applying, they selected 20 of us to go through an eight-week boot camp and competition. And we had to do a sales competition. We had to do a networking event. And we had to raise money and all these different things. And at the end, they chose five and gave each of those five $50,000 to go start a business. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be selected as one of those five and uh, received $50,000 to go out and and start uh, get get my entrepreneurial career started. So that's that's the the beginnings of it. Wow. Well, uh, uh, where did this occur? Is it still uh, available to people? I, I'm 
not heard of this program. Yeah, you know what? It's a program here called Junto Partners uh, in here in Salt Lake City, Utah, led by uh, two very successful entrepreneurs and venture capitalists, a uh, gentleman named Greg Warnock and Alan, another gentleman named Alan Hall. And uh, they still do the program, but they don't, they don't uh, have the award at the end, the $50,000. It's an eight-week, very intense entrepreneurship boot camp. Uh, and they do a really a good job helping young entrepreneurs think about the different aspects of being uh, and launching a, a, a being a business owner and launching a business. Well, now you you won the competition. Did you find found Lendio or another company? I started another company previous to Lendio. Um, it was a company that was helping. Similar concept, just different business model, helping entrepreneurs raise capital from angel investors and venture capitalists. And we did, you know, it was these speed pitching events. It was kind of like speed dating, only you're pitching investors table to table to table. And and we kind of had, you know, uh, you post your business plan on our website. And, uh, you know, it was that business we, we started to grow but it made me realize that most businesses are main street business owners. They're not the next Google or Facebook or Twitter and Uber where you need, you know, a million or 5 million or $10 million raised capital. Most businesses are restaurant owners and landscapers and dry cleaners, and they need, you know, 25 or 50 or a hundred thousand dollars to grow or expand or buy equipment. And, um, so, you know, it was that business and the learnings I had from that previous business that really helped me understand the true need and uh, and decide to launch Lendio. Okay. Uh, tell tell the, the audience what Lendio is and what it does. So Lendio is a small business loan marketplace. What that means is we're kind of like if you've used the travel websites like Kayak or Expedia where you can go to one place and get access to many options. We do that for business loans. So if you think about a small business owner, business owners are so busy trying to run their business with sales and marketing and inventory and employees. They don't have time to become an expert at getting a loan. It's painful. It's challenging. I'm going bank to bank, getting my credit pulled. And um, we just felt like there was a better way. So at Lendio, what, what happens is as a business owner, you, you come to Lendio, you fill out one application, and we have an algorithm that helps you determine which lenders and which loan products are the best fit for you in your situation. Let's say we identify four or five lenders. So we'll send your application off to those five lenders. They'll underwrite it, and then they'll send back offers. And then let's say three out of the five lenders get an offer. You, as a business owner, you can comparison shop those three offers, looking at the rate and the term and the payment amount. And then you choose which is the best fit for you. Um, that's free for that business owner. We get paid by the lender if and when that loan closes. So it's, a, a like I said, a, a small business loan marketplace for, to give make small business lending simple. Uh, spell out your website uh, for our radio audience, please. Yeah, yeah. www.lendio, L-E-N-D-I-O, lendio.com, lendio. 
How did you come up with the name? That's a that's a great question. You know, you're you're always trying to find you know the best name with the shortest URL, and you come up with all different types of concepts, and then you go out and you try and find the the URL, and you can't you, you know it's taken or it's already used. Uh, so my co-founder Trent Miskin, who's our CTO, and I were you know at lunch one day at, at In and Out Burger, and we came up with this concept Lendio, and we. We found out who owned the URL, and we reached out to him, and he allowed us to buy it from him. So we just, you know, we just kept brainstorming and trying to figure out, you know, something that has to do with lending and uh, or lend. We wanted something with that kind of word in it, and and we came up with Lendio. What's amazing is somebody had already um, uh, gotten it and thought about it, and, and they were <laughs> right. And, and the, they were willing to pay it at, at what I guess you thought was a reasonable price. Yep. It cost us a few thousand dollars to buy the URL, um, but we felt like it was the right name and it was short enough and catchy and, and it was worth it for us and worth it for him. Mm-hmm. Well, how long have you been in business? So we launched Lendio in 2011, so it's been six years. And we are growing very quickly. I'll just put that into perspective. We uh, last we funded now about a half a billion dollars of loans on our platform. Last year we funded 240 million. The year before that we funded 128 million. And um, you know our average loan size really is between 25 and 50 thousand dollars. So. A lot, you know, thousands and thousands of small business owners all across the country. We've helped get access to capital through our platform. What what typically do do, um, small business, uh, your your customers, uh, um, how much do they seek and what do they seek seek it for? That's a great question. There are so many small business owners out there and every business owner has different profile characteristics and different needs and different reasons they're trying to raise capital. Uh, different assets that they can leverage. And so you know, we have business owners coming in from looking for, you know, five thousand dollars all the way up to two to three million dollars. Uh, different use cases. So they might use it for buying equipment or expanding to a new location or hiring employees, uh, marketing or sales, um, working capital. So it's it really is, you know, dependent on the business owner and what their needs are. What we're trying to do is understand their needs and then give them the best options to be able to fit those needs. But it's a very wide range of, of scenarios and use cases and loan products. Okay, now I'm going to get into some of the tougher questions. You know, um, okay. uh, in, in talking to, uh, to people on both sides of the lending equation, uh, the, the first thing, the thing everybody says is, what information is needed and how should it be presented? Would you want to talk about to that issue? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of times business owners, you know, working with Lendio is different than going to your bank. Um, business owners go to their bank and they 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 fill out these long form applications. And, and and there was actually a study done that said if 
if you're trying to you know get capital from your bank it takes on average you know three business owners go to three banks and and spend about 26 to 30 hours filling out application forms well we've tried to simplify that and so with at lendio we have a very simple online application it takes about you know five minutes you come in and the reason why it takes five minutes is because we 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 have integrated with experience we can do a soft pull on your credit we can pull bank statements we can pull google local data we can pull all this data um, and help you compile your application uh, what you really need uh, most business owners need you know you need about six months in business and you need some revenue uh, and if you have those two things, then you're, you have a very good chance of getting approved for a loan. Now, if you're a startup, the only situation where we, can, we can't really help you, we don't have a lot of options because there's just no lenders out there that do these loans, is if you're a true startup, you have zero revenue and you have bad credit. If, if you have a combination of those two things, your best option is probably to do crowdfunding or friends and family. But if, you, if you're a startup, and you have good credit, then we have options for you. Or if you have revenue, you've been in business, and you have bad credit, we still have options for you. Uh, it's just the combination of startup, bad credit. That's a tough one to solve. Well, uh, so you're, you're saying, in effect, let's say I, I come to your site, and I fill out the form, you, you really, like, have the ability to to go to Experian and other places and get data and um, uh, pull it together and, uh, in effect, give a bank or other lending institution some sort of uh, a picture uh, greater than what I, I've put in, in place uh, uh, down uh, on your site. Am I correct on that? That's exactly right. Yep, we have built um, the the web technology so that when the business owner comes in, you give us you start to fill out your application and give us permission to be able to go and pull that the Experian data, pull your bank tr transaction data, uh, pull maybe some Google local data. I mean, we we we, we go out to a, you know several different data sources. We pull all that together to really, and the reason why we're doing that. It's just to save time and make it easier on that business owner, um, so they don't have to, you know, spend 26 hours filling out an application. So we and and then we can package that up. We know exactly what every lender needs. Some of that data will parse out and send it to one lender. Another part, set of data will parse out and send to a different lender, and then those lenders will get your that underwriting application. And by the way, they're not gonna. This isn't like you sign up and you're gonna get bombarded. You know, ten lenders. You know, dialing your cell phone. This is, um, you know, we we have a funding manager that works with that small business owner um, and walks through every step of the process and until you get until you get the loan that you're looking for. Hello. I'm sorry about that, um, uh, uh, Brock, but 
Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, uh, well, our, my connection got uh, broke, um, broken, and uh, when that happens, the show itself. But you're back on, and you were you were going through the process, uh, and I'm finding this fascinating. So uh, please continue, and I'm sure our audience is as well. Yeah, I'm not sure where it cut off. I'll just uh, I'll just you know uh, quickly summarize that last section that you know Please. that business owner comes that business owner we pull that data from the business owner we send it out to the various lenders those lenders will underwrite the loan and then they'll send back to us their offers and um, what I was saying is it's not like a you know lead gen site where you sign up and all of a sudden your your cell phone starts ringing off the hook and you got ten people dialing you every ten minutes and bombarding you with calls. We don't do that. We we assign a funding manager that walks you through that process and helps you all the way until you get funded. Um, we're just trying to provide you options to be able to compare the different the different loan products that are available to you. Well, uh, what is the, um, uh, not obviously not everybody gets funded, but what is your funding per percentage? And what are the main reasons people are not funded? Great question. So the business owner, um, w when they come in and they complete an application, 70% of the time that business owner is going to get at least one offer from a lender to, to, to get a loan. So we have a very, very high offer rate. Um, most in the industry, it's usually about, if you're applying for a loan, about 10 to 15% of the time, you'll get an offer. Uh, so by coming to Lendio, you increase your chance of, of getting a loan very dramatically. Now, the reasons why a business owner won't get a loan is, you know, they, they might have the combination, like I mentioned earlier, if they have a combination of bad credit and no revenue or bad credit and startup, the chances of getting a loan are very, very small. Or if you, you know, if you have extremely uh, bad, bad credit, like you know, sub 500 credit, uh, that may be tough. If you have uh, you know, negative cash flow, if they if they pull your bank account transaction and and they they see, you know, that there's negative cash flow and 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 the lender doesn't feel like, hey, there's a way for for that business to pay off that loan, uh, that may be a, a difficult, you know, reason uh, for them to uh, to get approved. So, you know, the, it's 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 really makes sense lending. Does that lender feel like that that and and there's all different types of lenders and all different scenarios, but do they feel like they'll be able to to you know pay off that loan? And uh, if so, then there's usually going to be options for you. What about uh, personal lend, uh, lending? Do, do, you, do, do they require personal guarantees? Some lenders do. Um, not every lender does. It just depends on the health and the quality of the business. It also depends on the loan product. If you're going in for a, you know, if you have assets or you're looking to buy assets, let's say you're trying to buy equipment, then they can leverage the, the equipment as collateral. 
if they are, if you are coming in and you're a true startup, and they're only leveraging your credit, you don't have any revenue yet. Well, then you know, even though it may be a, a business uh, loan product, what they're really underwriting is your track record as a as an individual, and so you you know they would put a personal guarantee on that. So it it really varies in you know. Um, we try as much as possible to provide options that do not require a personal guarantee, and um, but it, it depends on the business owner and the situation that they're in. Well, what about the um, uh, uh, loan scores? Uh, six or seven hundred. Uh, what is the preferred range for a per- personal uh, program? You know, uh, well, the way I like to describe, the, yeah, the way I like to describe this, I and try, you know, the way I found is to to make it really understandable is to think about these the three what I call the three C's. You've got collateral, you've got credit score, and you've got cash flow. Now, most banks, if they they want to underwrite a loan, they're going to want all three. They're going to want to make sure, okay, that business owner has to have great credit strong collateral, and good cash flow. And if you don't have all three, sorry, you're out of luck. Um, But if you have all three, you're going to get the best rate out there. Now, let's say you only have two of the three. Let's say, you know, you've got good credit and you've got collateral, but no cash flow. You're going to have options for a loan, but the rate's going to go up a little bit and, and the options may decrease a little bit. Um, now let's say, you know, but back in the back, you know, 10 years ago, you actually, there, you know, you, you didn't have any options, but for, so fortunately no. today there are options. Now let's say you only have one of those three. You only have cash flow. You have bad credit and you have no collateral. Well, again, 10 years ago, n- no luck. Um, there's, there, there would be no options for you, but today, even if you have one of those three, you're going to have options. Now, your risk profile is increased, so the, the, the rate is going to probably increase. Um, and so it's, it's commensurate with those three Cs. So if you have all three, you're going to get a lower, you're lower risk and you're going to get a lower rate. If you only have two of the three, you're medium race risk with medium rate. If you only have one of the three, you're going to be a higher risk with a higher rate. That's really fascinating. Um, would you consider yourself a fintech um company yeah no question i mean i think we're in the financial services space and we're really leveraging technology and so i think where the two of those come together and marry i guess you would call that fintech Uh, you've been at it a long time what um we're coming to the end of our time together. I know you came in to talk about the best lending, but I think our audience is getting a much more nuanced and informative interview. But in the time that you've been together and doing this, what are the two things you've learned as a small business owner that you would pass on to um, uh, to uh, our audience? Well, number one, I think it's all about the customer. Um, and what I mean by that is if you take, you know, 
we we do our best. You're always going to have mistakes here and there, but but by and large, if you really focus on delivering value to your customer, helping take care of them, where they you know they they feel that you're providing a great service and that they can come back to you again and again and again. Uh, I, I really believe it starts and ends with just really adding value to that customer, taking really good care of that customer. Um, that and you know we've had to early on, you know, we, we throughout our our six years, we've kept iterating and changing and tweaking and trying to get that customer experience just right. And and I don't know if you can ever say you know check the box, the customer experience is perfect. But, um, you know, that's something that we have been really passionate about, and it's, um, and it's really benefited our organization in, in, in our growth and the amount of referrals we get and the customer reviews we have and, and things like that. I, so I think that's number one. I think secondly um, is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. I think sometimes as a business owner, you feel like you have to have all the answers and you're the boss and everything, the buck stops to you. And the reality is, is if you get a bunch of people around you that are smarter than you at what they do and people that are passionate about what they do, then that combination of that team and talent really can create some exciting things and some fun growth and solve problems and take some of the weight off you as the business owner. Uh, so those are two things that, you know, I'm I continue to learn during my career and and feel like it really helped uh, us at Lindio as we as we grow. Well, it, again, your website. We're talk, we've been talk, talking with Brock Blake. He's CEO of Lindio, and uh, he's it's been, for me. It's been a fascinating uh, time, and I hope uh, our audience feels the same way. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's just uh, www.lendio.com. Free for the business owner, and, and let's see if we can help you out. Have a good day, and thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Our next guest, uh, again, I find fascinating, is Mark Richardson. He's CEO and founder of Limo Liner. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning, Don. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, and I'm really glad that you uh, are joining us today. As we ask all of our guests, tell us a little bit about yourself personally, and how you came, uh, and then how you came uh, to uh, create Limo Liner. Sure, Don. Well, um, I'm a transportation person. I uh, started out in. Uh, when I was in college, as a job, a uh, part-time job, uh, driving buses, used to drive tour buses on Martha's Vineyard, and then uh, during the school year at, at college in upstate New York, I drove charter buses and uh, got to like and know the industry, and uh, so following graduation, I ended up going into management. Um, so since that time, I've uh, been general manager of several uh, smaller private bus companies that you know operate say short uh, tours and, and charters to different parts of the country mostly in the Northeast and uh, I also spent some time in the public sector um, I was uh, running the ground transportation for a few years down in Washington DC at uh, National and Dulles airports and uh, 
and then up at Logan Airport in Boston for about 10 years. Um, and uh, up to until a few years ago, I was a general manager of a company called Plymouth & Brockton. Uh, they run scheduled bus service from Cape Cod into Boston and Logan Airport. And um, But then along came Limo Liner about three years ago. Um, I'm actually not the founder, but uh, the company was founded in 2003. Uh, started running luxury buses from um, Boston to New York City. And um, the owner re reached uh, retirement age and put the company up for sale back in uh, three years ago in 2014. And uh, I found out the company was for sale, and I looked at it, and I thought it was a nice niche market and um, was able to uh, raise some money along with some help of some uh, private equity investors. And uh, we took over the company, and, and uh, we've been doing a lot with it over the past three years to bring it to the next level. So that's where we are now. Okay. Well, uh, for the sake of our listening audience, um, what does your company do and how? Why, why is it unique? Well, what's different about it, Don, is, uh, you know, there are quite a few buses that run between Boston and New York City, um, but we're a luxury service, and um, we offer amenities that none of the other companies offer, and, um, you know, for example, we, uh, we have an onboard attendant and we run three or four trips a day between the two cities and it's a you know essentially a business class service uh similar to what i tell people what the airlines used to be like <laughs> so uh, we have an onboard attendant um, the first thing we do is offer a blanket and pillow and make sure people are comfortable and then we offer a beverage and uh, we pick up at uh, we don't pick up at the crowded bus terminals we actually pick up at hotels so we pick up at the Sheraton Boston and we drop off at the Hilton in Midtown Manhattan, and um, and then along the ride uh, we have uh, oversized reclining seats. So when you go to our website, which is uh, limoliner.com, it's similar to an airline reservation where you get to pick the seat that you want. Uh, we have singles on one side of the aisle and double seats on the other side of the aisle. Uh, we have Wi-Fi, we have satellite TV, satellite radio. And we also feature a movie every day, so we play a movie and, and we give out headphones. So if people want to uh, watch a movie, they can. They can plug in the headphones. If they don't, if they'd rather sleep or do some work, they can do that. Uh, we have tray tables at every seat. Um, we have 110 power to plug in your laptop or your smartphone. So, you know, I think for the business traveler, it's a great service. You can actually make um, productive use of your time uh, to to work online or work on a report, um, and so forth. And uh, we also uh, have meals on board, too. So we have uh, sandwiches. When you make your reservation, um, you can choose a cold meal, such as a sandwich or a, a salad or even a hot meal. We just started offering hot meals last year, and that's been a big success. And that's all included in the fare. Well, uh, um, I, have, I have a lot of questions, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Um, um, is there an, well? Obviously, there must be enough business for, for you to be doing this. But um, I, I, I guess my first question is: uh, How do you, uh, how do you compete? I mean, is it on time? If you compare uh, Center City to Center City Times, uh, uh, to airlines, etc., and who is your your uh, clientele? Well, that's a good question, Don. Um, there are other choices, of course, between Boston and New York City. People can drive their car. 
there's bus services. Uh, there are uh, Amtrak is a pretty big player in the Northeast Corridor, as well as the airlines. So, um, you know what what differentiates us is uh, you know time-wise, um, we're very close to the train. It's about four hours and 15 minutes from uh, Boston to New York City, and um, I would say, generally speaking, uh, the train is probably our biggest competition. Um, you know, the the discount bus carriers. I don't find that the business travelers really want to go that route. You know, they they want a little more uh, quiet atmosphere and more comfortable, and so that's where our vehicles come in. Um, but I know that you know a fair amount of people take the train, and that's similar time door to door. And and believe it or not, even flying is is almost a four hour door to door time because uh, you have to you know an hour to the airport and hour early to go through security. It's an hour in the air on, on uh, one of the uh, different airlines that go to New York. And then um, you end up at LaGuardia airport and you have to take a taxi into Manhattan. That's another hour. So, you know, the, the flying, I don't think is a good option for business people. It's, um, it's expensive and it really doesn't save much time. So we are trying to um, target the business traveler Monday through Friday. Um, and we also have leisure people too that, uh, we're a little bit heavier on Fridays and Sundays. Those are people that want to go down to New York for the weekend and come back, or people that want to go from New York up to Boston for the weekend. So. Uh, okay. So um, how many uh, buses do you run each um, each day between New York and Boston? Well, there's uh, at least three trips a day, sometimes four, um, leaving Boston. There's a 6 a.m., a 9 a.m., a 1 p.m., and then uh, on certain days of the week there's a 4 p.m. trip, and then there's those four vehicles return, you know, uh, from New York. They turn around and they come back. So we try to offer frequency and, and give different choices for people. Uh, some people like the early morning trip to go down and, uh, you know, go to a meeting and then uh, have lunch and then come back in the afternoon so you can make a day trip and, other people want to go down a little bit later and stay overnight or stay for a few days and, and come back. But, um, you know, I think the uh, the frequency of the service is important. And so it's it's essentially uh, every three hours or so. So give people uh, different choices. Um, obviously, this is not your only. Uh, uh, what else does your company do? And uh, what are some of the difficulties of running a, a business like yours? Well, we are a smaller uh, transportation company, Don. Um, we have about 25 employees, um, but that's our core business is running uh, daily scheduled service uh, between Boston and New York City, a luxury service. We do offer group charters, so we do have um, some folks that will hire our bus, uh, you know, different corporations, or we've, we've carried movie crews, uh, even carried a, a Saudi prince family last year from Boston to New York, so... Um, and sometimes they're day trips between Boston and New York. Other times they're multi-day trips. Uh, we've had some of our buses go as far away as uh, Washington, D.C. and even Indianapolis last year. So, um, But the charter market is, a, you know, it's a smaller part of our business than the daily schedule service. That's our that's our core business. So and we you, did, so uh, I would say about, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you first. You're the guest. Yeah, it's okay. But just uh, as I mentioned, we have 25 employees, and uh, we we operated 600,000 miles last year between Boston and New York. So the miles, uh, you know, add up, and and we carried about 30,000 passengers. So it's uh, 
it's a good solid market, and we are uh, working on different ways to improve the service. Uh, we've invested in new vehicles. We bought a brand new coach last year, and they're very expensive. We bought a new one the year before that, so we're trying to replace some of the uh, older vehicles. And we've also uh, done a lot with the the branding with our marketing company. So we've uh, done a, a brand new website and branding and new brochures and all that to to give the company a professional and a fresh look and. So we've really worked on, uh, since we took over three years ago, taking the company to the next level in terms of service, delivery, and and the food, and the vehicles, and the marketing. So um, that's what we've been working on. It's been keeping us very busy. Well, it seems that way. You're you're a real transportation veteran, and I'm sure you have your pick of jobs. But what, what makes it fascinating to you to be part of this effort well, I've worked for other people uh, most of my career. I've been in the in the transportation industry over 25 years, and I've I've always wanted to have my own business. And um, when this opportunity came along, I was able to um, to purchase the company, as I said, along with some investors. And so I, I do like the challenge uh, of running a small business. I, um, you know how it is, Don. In a, in a small company, you do whatever is necessary. So you know, most <laughs> days I'm in the office and I'm handling the the payroll and the accounting and and the marketing and so forth, but uh, there are days where I'm either out there, uh, you know, cleaning a bus or driving a bus, you know, in a, in a small business. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know this. You you do what needs to be done to, to get the job done. So um, so every day is different, and uh, we have we have 25 employees, as I mentioned, and they, they count on us to, you know, make a living for their families, and, um, you know, it's good working conditions, and, you know, I like the day-to-day challenge, and, um you know, and working on constantly trying to make improvements and, um, you know, improve the, uh, expand our ridership. So our, you know, try to keep the company growing. Well, well let's talk about that, expanding ridership. Um, uh, what are some of the things you've learned about, um, about it? And how do you go about attracting a business uh, traveler? I had never heard of your service until someone had sent me an email, and now you've absolutely fascinated me about it. But how do you get yourself better known? Yeah, well, thank you. I think um, it's the the travel and transportation industry has changed a lot, as many other companies have over the years. You know, in the in the old days, you'd go to a bus terminal and, and buy a ticket and get on, and um, Nowadays, it's all shifted. I'd, I'd say we're we're almost 100% online, Don. So um, we generally try to, um, you know, steer people to our website through our, our advertising and our print ads. Um, as I mentioned, we did launch a new website last year. That's uh, limoliner.com, and um, we also do Google AdWords, so that when people do a search online, you type in, you know, Boston to New York City. Um, Hopefully, we're one of the options that pop up for people, and then they can book, you know, 24 hours a day, they can book on our website. So I think that's been a big change, a big shift in the industry is um, in answer to your question of how we reach people. A lot of it's online. And then uh, we've had some good press coverage, too. If if you look at our news tab, um, gotten some good media attention. You know, for example, last year we decided um, why not offer uh, a ride for pets? So we... Um, we uh, offered a $39 pet fee. You know, some of the airlines do that, but a lot of the companies don't allow pets. And um, so we tell people, well, up, up to 20 pounds and in a carrier for an extra fee, you can bring along your dog or cat. And um, 
And so that was a nice press opportunity. The, the media showed up, and then they had pictures of, uh, of uh, folks um, getting on board with bringing along uh, you know, one of their pets. We don't, we, don't, we don't carry a lot of pets, but it's a nice uh, option to have for when people need it. So. Well, let's, can we talk a little bit about fairs? Um, uh, sure. What yeah. is a one-way fair on, on your um, uh, on, uh, on your uh, mind? Well, the fair is ninety-nine dollars one way, and that includes uh, the transportation as well as all the amenities that I mentioned and and the meal and food and beverage. Um, so we're we're priced higher than a regular scheduled bus and a little bit lower than the train and quite a bit lower than the airlines. So, you know, as I mentioned, we're a niche service. We're, we're kind of in the middle there. That's our, that's our target price. Um, we do offer a little bit lower fare on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays is $89. And um, so I know that some of the small businesses are, are sensitive to price and some of the uh, folks, you know, senior citizens, et cetera, want to take advantage of a lower fare. And once in a while, we will run a special. Uh, for example, last week we did a, um, a flash sale. So um, there again, it's an online marketing. Uh, we we do some of our marketing through social media, like you know Facebook and Twitter. So we decided to do a, a $69 fare for a couple of days if if you booked uh, during that period of time and you were traveling in June or July or August. So um, and we did something that similar right after Thanksgiving on Cyber Monday. So so we, we do have occasional sales and um and then our uh our latest promotion as you probably heard about is the small business week promotion. Well tell our audience about it. Sure, that just uh that's our most recent one just came out this week uh, in celebration of uh the US Small Business Administration Small Business Week we've uh come out with our own program called the uh, Small to Mid-Sized Business Ambassador Discount Program. And the way it works, Don, is, you know, we're sensitive to, to small businesses. I'm, we, you know, are in a small business ourselves, and I know that not everybody's on an unlimited expense account to fly first class. So with a service like ours, we think it's a smart choice for business people. As I said, they can make productive use of their time. Um, the price is, is reasonable. And um, so we'd like more small businesses to find out about us and to give us a try. So um, the promotion that we just launched this week is for the month of May. And um, you fill out a, an online uh, request as a small business. So, um, you know, it's the owner or president of the company has to uh, respond to it. And essentially it's uh, – we do want – folks to try it as a small business so it's we're offering two free round trip tickets for the the owner of the company and their colleague and um, then once they get signed up they can uh, take advantage of a 10% discount on travel and then uh, we automatically upgrade them into what we call our Lux Premier status we do have a point system where you earn points for travel and um, and the way the Lux Premier works is that once you reach that status, then um, you're able to change trips without a change fee. You know, ordinarily, if you make a reservation and then you decide to change it, you know, it's between 10 and $20 for a change fee. But uh, we felt, you know, for the business traveler, 
knowing that sometimes meetings run late or get out early, you want to jump on an earlier or later trip than, you know, as, as part of this program, uh, once they're enrolled in the Small Business Ambassador program, then we're going to waive the change fee and, and give them uh, Lux Premier status. Well, I, I, again, your website for people? Uh, www.limoliner.com. And uh, you can take a look at it. There's some pictures of the vehicles. Um, we also have some uh, partnership discounts available. If you look on the specials tab, um, we have partnerships with some of the hotels that we travel to so that um, you can get 10% off at the Hilton Hotel in Boston as well as the Hilton in New York City and the Midtown Hilton, which is uh, 6th Avenue and 53rd Street, as well as free Wi-Fi and 20% off of food. Uh, we also have a discount at the Framingham Sheraton. Um, Framingham is our second stop. That's a suburb about a half hour west of Boston. So we pick up in downtown Boston at the Sheraton, and, and then we pick up at the Framingham Sheraton, and there's a 15% discount there. So, um, wow. yeah, there's a lot of good information on the website. It also shows our schedule, and uh, so you can, you know, pick a date, and it'll uh, it'll bring up the available times that we run on, on different days. Uh, Mark Richardson, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show, and, and thank you so much uh, for being with us and, and telling us about what I find to be a really fascinating um uh, business opportunity and a company. Uh, limo well, thank you liner. so much, Don. I, I appreciate your having us on. And, uh, you know, at some point we hope to expand to other cities in the country. I know you, you have a pretty wide listening audience. So, um, you know, we'd, we'd be looking at uh, some other city pairs that are four hours apart in the country. And that's uh, something we're looking at for future expansion. But um, if you're ever in the Boston or New York area, please uh, give us a try. I'd love to have you as my guest. Oh, I'm going to uh, take you up with, on it. Uh, you, you may not realize it, but uh, um, you, I'm coming to you from right across the G, GW Bridge in, uh, in New Jersey. So uh, great, uh, great. you made me so fasc fascinated by it that I want to try it. Great. Well, thanks so much, Don. Uh, appreciate being on with you this morning. Th thank you, and good luck to you. And It's been a real pleasure. Great. Thanks so much. Have a good day now. You too. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with other guests invited to help you, our audience, improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like the show, tell others about it. Want to make a comment or be a guest? Email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Your host was Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Until next time, keep faith with the ideals that made America great. And remember, small business is still the backbone of commerce.